Welcome to Make Pods Great Again. I'm your host, John Woolley, content creator for the Instagram page, Make Wads Great Again. Welcome back to the show, everyone. It's been just a hot minute. Been busy over here uh, in Cleveland with a lot of stuff. But tonight I got back on the show from Wad Prep, our best bud, uh, Ben Jawalski. Ben, how are you? I'm doing well. In Cleveland, you guys have been busy winning football games, right? Those Browns <laughs> are crushing it. You know what? I am fucking done with the Browns. <laughs> I'm a Ravens fan, so I'm just over here giddy. Even even four wins in a row, or they've won uh, four out of their last five, and I'm just so sick. Like I was, I was literally just telling somebody this. So I I've been a fan. I moved here in 1996, so I've, you know roughly, I've been in Cleveland for 25 years, and they've been back for 20 ish mm-hmm. uh, since you guys stole them. And yep. uh, <laughs> you're welcome. Yep, and. Um, and, you know, it's just been a shitty product. And I told someone, I'm like, name one other shitty product that you would spend money on for 20 years and not eventually just raise your hands and go, I'm done. I'm not buying your product again until it gets better. But no, people in Cleveland, they just keep driving down to the stadium, buying the stink and and just saying, thank you, sir. May I have another? I'm done. Like, <laughs> I'm just done. You know, if they, if they get in the playoffs, I'll get back in. And I don't think that makes me a fair weather fan. I think that makes me a good consumer. What yeah, a good consumer. You you make the marketplace, when the marketplace quality increases, you will then be a consumer. I think that I think that makes a lot of sense. I mean, you know, ironically, the only quality win we had this year is when we whipped your guys' ass. I do remember yeah, that. Yeah, I, mean, I was wondering if you are going to bring that up, but that's of okay. We've, uh, you guys got our act together. We were like, we lost to the Browns? Are you yeah. kidding me? That was yeah. You know, well, the funny thing is, is that was the one game I think we played to the talent level that's on the team. That's why I'm done with them. Like they, they are, I fully believe they're the class of the division from a talent standpoint, Mm. but man, from a team standpoint, they are dysfunction junction. It's it's absolutely ridiculous. Speaking speaking of like, of horrible things that make us want to come back and, and, and then say, yes, may I have another, I feel like that's, I mean, it's kind of like the, the crazy mindset that us CrossFitters have where we like, all we want to do is complain about the workouts yet. We keep coming back and saying like, like do it to me again. So. Oh my God. Uh, well, I had three this weekend. We had the, the CrossFit winter classic went on this weekend and I wasn't supposed to compete, but I, I got tricked into doing all three workouts that were partner and I made the podium on the third one. I might add, but uh, that's awesome. It was brutal. Uh, you know, like anytime, you know, they're not even that hard. The workouts aren't even that hard. Like when you look back on it, you know, relatively short and it's even worse in my position where I know the media team. So this, this event is really well done and professionally put on. And so not only are these, uh, you know, the same judges that are the CrossFit games and the same medical team from the CrossFit games, but uh, you've got Kadri Mike out calling on the floor, who is the, you know, one of the voice of the CrossFit games, like mm-hmm. he calls from the floor at the games, you know? And so he's trolling me while I'm out there. And in wad one, we RX'd it, which I don't RX a lot of wads. I'm well on well documented for not being an RX athlete, but I got talked into it. And the the workout was called Three Girls. So it uh, starts with Diane, then you do Jackie, then you do um, Grace. Mm. And the the wrinkle is because it's a partner wad, when you're doing Diane, your partner, while you're doing handstand push-ups, your partner has to hold a handstand. Ooh. Right. Yeah. It made it way harder, I might add. And <laughs> uh, yeah, so it took us forever to get through Diane. And uh and everyone's blood is approximately in the 
from the chin to the, the top of the head. That well, and, your blood. Yeah. And my partner had an arm problem, like his arm was hurt. And so he couldn't really do handstand pushups. So I did all the handstand pushups. So <laughs> I gave, made him do all the deadlifts. Well, I was dying. So it took us like seven minutes to get through Diane, which is a ridiculous time to get through it. Just kept getting no repped and some other jazz. And so we turn around and we do Jackie and uh, we, and we're like, I don't know, a few minutes into it. There's a 16 minute time cap on the entire wad. Anyway, the uh, Mike who's calling it starts trolling us from the floor and starts like, you know, calling us out from the audience. I just shout at him like, dude, I'm using the whole time cap. I paid for this shit. Like, I'm using every minute that's out there. I don't care if you're getting in early or not. Uh, and of course, we missed the time cap. Congrats! Uh, you got a, you got your money's worth. I have totally got my money's worth, and we did Grace. In my opinion, the most efficient way possible by not doing it. So that was perfect. You know? That actually is work smarter, not harder. So if you don't yeah. have to do the work, why do it at all? Yeah, you know, we got all the way. We got through the row, and you know, got right in almost to the end of the pull-ups of Jackie and. Didn't have to do grace. So I was good. So I really did two girls, not three, which is actually, it's probably should be on my resume. That's yeah, story, that's the story of my life. I feel like a response. <laughs> I feel like that's a responsible way to approach three girls is by only doing two of them. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, uh, so you were in, uh, you were in Telluride. You told me that. Yeah. So uh, for Thanksgiving, I went down to Telluride. I uh, wanted to drop into Telluride CrossFit. And uh, of course they were, closed when it said they were open on the website so for all for anyone to tell you ride crossfit um i'm maybe next time i i went there with the my wife and her friend and we were gonna just and my friend too she's my friend too but we uh went in to drop in we were gonna crush a workout like look at us we're gonna make stuff happen during thanksgiving break and uh the open gym's time that was scheduled was was on the website but it didn't actually happen so um Ultimately, zero workouts were completed from Tuesday to the following Monday. So, but it was a beautiful town. So, well, did you get some skiing in? I did. We did all. I'm a snowboarder myself, and uh, there was lots of snowboarding. Ran into several trees, um, trying to do you know stuff that I watch on YouTube and 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 all the snowboarding documentaries. I, I think I'm at a level that I'm not quite at yet, uh, which always is an interesting. Well, that's basically a workout, right? I mean, yeah, it's so, a workout. Well, so the body's hard. recovering. Yeah. I so I um I grew up in Mississippi, and I don't know if you know a lot about the Deep South, but not a lot of snow. No, not a lot not of snow at all. Not a lot of professional snow skiers down there. And um, so I had had literally never skied in my life. A couple of years ago, a friend of mine was like, "Hey, we're going skiing. You want to go with us?" I'm like, "Sure." So I'm like, "How hard can it be?" You know, I'm a crossfitter. I'm fit. Mm. So uh, we get there. It's way harder than it looks. Not gonna mm. lie. And uh, so I, I did learn all the tricks, though. Uh, you're going to have to refresh my memory if I get this right. It was like uh, pizza, 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 French fry. Oh, they were I've heard that. Like, I'm a snowboarder, yeah. so I have no idea. Yeah, they're like, you know, you keep your feet Sounds together good, like a couple of French fries. And when you slow down, you put them together like a slice of pizza. You know, Dude, that makes perfectly, perfectly good sense. Yeah. So I, I think I, I actually heard an instructor uh, explaining that to like a three-year-old. Yeah. Well, I was I was crushing some three-year-olds. Fuck those little yeah. kids. I was destroying them. I'm like, get out of my way, Brat. And I would just go flying down that little kitty slope. Nice. It, it was awesome. Uh, Did you take a magic carpet ride back up or were you on a real, real big boy lift? Oh, no, no, no. When the hill's that small, there's no lift. <laughs> <laughs> just walking. You just walk. You okay. basically just walk it. You know, you push the little kids out of your way. Uh, that, that reminds me. So this is 
kind of related, but you were like, you know, I do CrossFit. How hard can it be? Um, that's, I've done that several times in my life. A couple times I've been right, but one of the most glaring times where I've been completely wrong, you know, full-time CrossFit coach, ex washed up competitive athlete. Um, and here we are in, in, um, in New Zealand on the Queen Charlotte, great Queen Charlotte track. I'm totally butchering this, but we're on a, a world renowned mountain biking trail. Um, and my wife and I go into this mountain bike rental place because we had this, Shelby had planned everything out. Shelby's my wife. She's a travel planner. So she had trained to plan everything out. And here we are, we go into the bike shop and the lady's like, where are you guys starting? Oh, we're starting at this point and ending in this point. And she kind of looks at us. She's like, have you guys mountain bike before? We're like, no, not really. And she's like, it's pretty tough. I mean, there's, there's some steep inclines. It's going to be a leg burner. And we're like, all right, you know, we, we do CrossFit, you know, like, and Shelby actually said that out loud. And I was just like, oh, <laughs> dark. I, I was thinking it, but I didn't say it. And, uh, I wish we could have like an immediate flash forward to 20 minutes into our bike ride where we are both off the bike and uh, what we call now bike hiking up the mountain. There was zero mountain biking. It was all bike hiking uh, all the way until we got to the top. And then the downhill part we were able to manage. But yeah, that was probably the last time I will ever verbally say or think, how hard can it be? I do CrossFit. Uh So that famous last words. So I've only had that happen once in my life. I, uh, and it was ironically, it was at CrossFit. So I was out in HQ. Uh, we'd gone out there to interview Glassman for this podcast actually. And, um, and they were running a workout. Dave Castro was running the workout. So, um, they're like, Hey, we're going to go do a, they called it a hill run, hill run. I'm going to emphasize the word hill. It was not a fucking hill. It was a mountain. But they go hill run. So I'm like, I'm running with Dave Castro. So I shoot my youngest daughter a text and I joke with her. And I'm like, hey, I just want to say I love you in case I die on this hill run. <laughs> you know? Well, then I, we go on this run, and it's a mountain, and it's single track. Now, I've done a lot of running in my life. I've run a couple of marathons or one marathon, multiple halves, and a lot of trail races, and a lot of really long trail races. So I've run single track before, but this was like, you know, single track up a mountain that was, it felt like it was six inches wide. Like it, and you would look down and it's just hundreds of feet straight down the side of this mountain, you know, and I get up to the top. I'm like, holy shit, I might actually die. Like I made the job. I'm like, I'm going to feel bad. Like I'm going to die on this hill. And I told my daughter, you know, ha ha ha, I might die. And then I'm never going to be able to take it back. <laughs> this is boy. Bullshit. Hey, at least you would have been right. It would have been, it's better than not saying anything. Well, I guess. And then, you know, and then Dave crushed me. Absolutely fucking crushed me on this run. Like I, it was a two and a half, it was two and a half miles. He beat me by seven minutes, maybe. Like yeah. you have no business beating somebody by seven minutes on a two and a half mile run. Like it should yeah. be one. That's like almost max. a time cap. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely time capped. And he high fived me like I did something. I'm like, okay, you're still an <laughs> asshole. But <laughs> yeah, he killed me. So same thing. You know, you think as a crossfitter, you're like, oh, I can just do anything, but uh you really can't. You really there can't. are limits. There are limits. I will say, you know, personally, I feel like CrossFit has prepared me for more things, though. Like you start to do I don't know if you do this, but I do all my normal events differently now. Like if I have to carry a box across the lawn, like if you're helping somebody move, for instance, I'm not just moving boxes. I'm counting the number of boxes, figuring out how long it's going to take me to move the first one, calculating by that. And I'm setting a time cap, you know, grocery bags. I mean, come on. 
I mean, oh, that, yeah. that, you know, the farmer's carry with the, and sometimes I'll do a, a Philly carry, um, shout out to Marcus, <laughs> you know, do it, you know, carry some over my head just cause I can. I think that's, yeah. I think oh, every, I, every good crossfitter would do that. I drive my daughters crazy with the grocery bags. I'm like, no, no, no girls. Woolies don't do two trips. <laughs> all, all the bags, get all the bags in one trip. I don't care how many there are. We're getting them all every single time. So I, so I do need, I need your help, dude. So this weekend was rough. Like, I mean, I'm old as fuck. So I'm, you know, I'm 49. I'll never be 50, but I'm getting there. And it was three wads, you know, um, you know, it felt like everyone was progressively harder, but it's probably just cause I was getting progressively older as the weekend went along. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I guess I need recovery advice. Like, you know, I, I basically came home, sat on the couch and drank bourbon. I know that's not right. I know that's not what I should do, yeah. but, uh, mm. But, you know, when you think of like, um, you know, there's a lot of, I, I believe I've got a lot of master's athletes listening to me. I don't know if I'm right about that or not, but mm. you know, as, as you get older, like if you were going to give one or two tips to someone like me, like what would they be like best, best recovery tips to get over a, a killer workout besides taking the day off like I did today? Yeah. It's actually really funny because we have a video on YouTube, um, specifically titled, I think it's like five recovery tips uh, or how to recover during the CrossFit open or something like that. Like how to make sure that you're fresh to, you know, hit the next CrossFit open workout, but it'd be very, um, relevant for you here because I'm pretty sure points one and two are don't take a full day off on the couch and two, don't drink excessive amounts of alcohol. Those are like the two things you're not supposed to do. I'm out. I'm out. (laughs) So whatever follows, it's like (laughs) lost me already. (laughs) Um, I mean, really, so there's a lot of people tend to, to claim that they have the recovery secrets, um, you know, like there's, you know, drink X formula of protein powder or, um, you know, do this specific workout. The, the bottom line is when it comes to recovering, um, in so many words, science suggests that you should do something that's, uh, very slightly challenging, meaning like a hike, like a light hike or a light or like a brisk walk, or maybe like a slow air bike, which I know that won't ever happen with you. Uh, Maybe a, maybe a slow, in fact, your most recent meme, I think, or one of your most recent memes talked about, you know, the, the air bike, not you, not you. Um, so doing anything that is like gets blood moving through our circulatory system uh, will tend to help your body recover more so than just like, oh my gosh, I'm so done. Let me just lay on this couch. Obviously sleep is really important, but if you get a really nice sleep in the next couple nights, you drink lots of water and you move. When I say move again, just like take your dogs for, a, take your cat for a really long walk. Or just maybe carry your cat over to, over your shoulder and just go for a long walk, something like that. Um, any of those will help a lot more than just total complete rest. Um, I do suggest a full complete rest day, mainly for mental sanity during the week. I know I embrace a full day of rest um, quite frequently, might I add. But from a recovery standpoint, movement is king. Uh, movement and sleep and hydration, those three and you got it covered. So tons of water, tons of sleep and movement, swimming, walking, whatever. See, I feel pretty good then. Like I, I think I had it down. I mean, like my, my plan and what I did, I took a full rest day today. I had no intention of going into the gym. 
and I actually feel pretty good. Like I'm not that beat up, but, um, my real plan was lots of water and early bedtime. Like I, I'm a huge proponent of sleep. Someone told me early on in CrossFit, they're like, man, if you, if you're skipping sleep to work out, you're stepping over a hundred dollar bills to pick up singles. Like it's just yep. not, not worth it. So I go to bed early. Um, and I did a ton of water yesterday. Now, a lot, yep. you know, some of it was in the form of ice in my bourbon, but you know, <laughs> which is still, it's still water. It counts. It absolutely counts. Hey, my, um, in, in fifth grade, I actually, uh, wrote this in my yearbook. They asked what's your favorite food. And mine was ice in fifth grade. So ice, ice counts. It counts. It absolutely it counts. counts. Um, I don't have like, I, you know, I, I've heard kind of the same thing you, you've mentioned, you know, people saying you need to do the special protein or food or whatever. I don't subscribe to any foods as recovery. I don't, I don't know how you feel about that, but I like, I've never found one that I thought was better than the other. I do tend to, at least during the competition, I'm taking in more carbs. I don't know if that's helping other than like, just, it helps my mental state. It makes me happy. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Um, um, I'm not a nutritionist. Uh, so everything I say here is, is predicated with a grain of salt, but, um, I, one of my friends that I actually created a nutrition course with that we have called uh, no nonsense nutrition. Uh, I asked him about this question a, a lot, like what is the optimal, you know, recovery workout, or recovery from a workout, like meal, what kind of protein to carb ratio should I have? Um, and, and very blatantly, he said, unless you are someone who is training at an elite, elite level and has multiple huge events, like when I am, we sit, when we say events, like full blown, hardcore CrossFit workouts, um, generally speaking from a recovery standpoint, just eating normally, like eat how you normally eat, especially after a competition you'll be fine. Your, 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 you know, glycogen will restore in the muscles and you'll be okay. If you have a multi-event day, then theoretically, um, on those days, you're not going to be that hungry. Like I know when I used to compete, I'd have that morning event and then afterwards, maybe an event two hours later. And I tend to like, not want to eat maybe because of like my nerves or I'm just excited or I had a big breakfast, but just forcing yourself to consume some sort of calories, usually some carbs and some protein like a protein bar or even just a, a protein, like one scoop of protein powder mixed with some dextrose or something like that, like sugar and carbs. As long as you keep fueling yourself throughout the day, uh, in theory, you'll be able to replenish. But again, the results will be kind of minimal because we're not training at like the super elite level. So realistically, it's like we have a, a, a nice hearty meal at some point that doesn't make us want to vomit everywhere uh, during the competition. That's going to be great. Um, I think a common mistake a lot of people make during cross. I, I specifically remember being at an event and one of my competitors uh, was eating a bowl of raw broccoli during the competition. Jesus. I'm just like, dude, you are, t- you are taking this paleo thing to the next level, man. Just asking to shit your pants. And literally. And he's just like, well, you know, I've got to eat clean during competition day. And I'm like, if there's any day where eating clean is actually, especially during the event, where it matters zero at all it's it's like during a competition you don't need to eat raw broccoli during a competition you need dense calories so i like like perfect bars uh they might be a little high in fat because fat will make you know you shit yourself too much um you know something that's like again like high high protein get some carbs in there maybe some fruit and then you're fine drink lots of water you'll be good here's my go-to and this is a pro tip Everybody listening needs to write this down. This is really important. So I eat 
uh, my go-to food during a competition is bananas. And here's why. Get the biggest banana you can find. First of all, lots of carbs, lots of potassium. So it'll, it'll keep you going. It'll you know reduce cramps as you're working out. And if you get the biggest one you want, when you eat it, find the person that you're competing against. Make direct eye contact. This is really important. Direct eye contact as you push that thing far down your throat. They'll be so intimidated that you'll just crush them in the wad. It's foolproof. <laughs> Absolutely foolproof. And you get bonus points if you actually, like, how do you carry your banana into the competition? For me personally, I'd put it right in my front pocket. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so here, this is a true story. So I, they, uh, they had a big, they had three big bowls of bananas at this competition. I do love bananas. So, yeah, and I, I truthfully eat them in competition. But I have this thing, like, so I, I go grab a banana and I'm sitting there talking to, um, Oh, who was it? Uh, Amanda Barnhart and Christy Aramo. And I couldn't bring myself to eat the banana whole in front of them. I was literally just like breaking off little pieces because I didn't want to. I didn't want them looking at me deep throating a banana. That's absolutely <laughs> the truth. I hope to God they don't listen to this. Oh, I'm sure they will. That's fantastic. It's true though. It's absolutely true. <laughs> but I, I swear, but I you know I'm a big. I'm not a new. Obviously, I'm obviously not a nutritionist. Um. I'm a big proponent of bananas, coffee, and water. Like those are my, those are kind of my, I've, I've honestly given up pre-workouts at this point and sure. in favor Coffee's of really all you need. Yeah. In favor of coffee. And I, you know, I don't really do coffee in the evenings if I'm working out in the evenings, but before competition, it's coffee in a band and I'm ready to go. That's yeah. it. Yeah. And then, you know, I'd say the only thing missing in that scenario is like protein. Like I would say you want some sort of protein, um, but again, like whey protein, it's really easy to digest. And if your body doesn't digest it, find some sort of liquid protein you can consume that will process well for your body. And you got a winning combination, carbs, protein. Um, and then like after competition, um, I think one mistake that a lot of people make, like if you're truly focused on recovery, then you don't want to add extra inflammation to your system. So if you're someone that's like, I really, really want to recover, then if you eat clean after your competition, again, protein, carbs, and fat from just non, let's just call it non-asshole sources, uh, meaning like your protein shouldn't necessarily be deep fried chicken wings and your, your fat uh, shouldn't be, you know, tubs of lard uh, that are mixed in with chocolate chip cookies and your carbs shouldn't be like, you know, donuts, um, which kind of checks all the bases other than maybe protein. But like, all of those things can tend to lead towards inflammation, which in theory would potentially extend your recovery time because we're all, we're trying to take the inflammation that we have and reduce it. So eating clean after competition technically is, is the right way to um, help your recovery. But let's be honest, like we're not doing these competitions to have um, a bowl of raw broccoli and a plain uh, chicken breast. So I, I personally, like when I have a competition, I celebrate with ice cream you know, go have a huge meal, sleep a ton, wake up whenever my body wants to wake up the next day, tons and tons of hydration, and then go for a hike or a bike or a dog walk or something like that. And then you're going to be fine. That's for 99.9% .9 of the people out there in CrossFit. That's really all you need to do. And remember to have fun with it. I was getting annoyed because you listed all my favorite foods. It was like you had my grocery list, like right in front of you. <laughs> You're like pizza, donuts, fried chicken. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Those are all, those all sound fucking amazing. Bring them, bring them all. And they do. And they are, and they are. They are. Or do you still compete at all? You ever compete? 
Uh, it's been a while. It's been a while. Uh, my competition here this year was just doing the open. Uh, it's the most serious I've taken workouts in a, in a long time. Uh, I still did one and done, uh, which, you know, we've talked about in our last, in our, you know, past couple conversations. Uh, and my competition was against the other two athletes in the gym that would kind of trade off on a day-to-day basis. Uh, and I, I did end up winning uh, the men's side of my gym. So I was very, very enthusiastic and happy about that. But I have not done any, any team competitions or any individual competitions in a really long time because I, I know that for me, like I, once I switched to coach mode, I, I realized like the kind of person that I am, if I ever like dabble in the whole athlete thing, there, it's a very, very tempting road for me to get sucked back into. And then that's going to maybe detract from my business and from my coaching and from helping others. And it'll be all about me again and my training. Uh, and it definitely not is about me and my training anymore. It's, uh, it's become more therapeutic and, and fun and a community thing than like, you know, me tracking my performance numbers over the long run. So it's a very long answer. No, I don't compete very much. anymore. Well, you, you won the men's side of your competition at your gym. I won the women's side. So that works out. (laughs) Killing it, dude. I've said forever that I would make a strong games woman. Yeah. And uh, I, I stand by that. However, then I, you know, so this weekend, uh, the bunch of games athletes are with us. And it was Amanda Barnhart, who is amazing, and Christy Irmo. And then you get face-to-face with them. And I'm like, yeah, no, I wouldn't. You know? No, yeah. I'd you, be strong only on, only on a very a very regional or a very, yeah. you Yeah, know. I could make regionals as yeah? a woman. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I That's could. Good. I could. But, you know, you watch them work out, and it's like, it's really kind of awe-inspiring. Uh, besides the fact they're like the sweetest humans on the planet. Like, Amanda and, and Christy are like the nicest women you've ever met. Yeah. Like, they really are. But, but when so, you watch them in the clean ladder, you're like, oh my God, nice. They seem like they're savage. Yeah. I'm like watching, watching them work out. And you know, like I told you, like I was struggling to get through Diane and they're just like punching that thing out in like two minutes. Like it's yeah. nothing, you know, just like, oh, just shoot me now. You know what I think is really cool. I feel like, and I actually recently read a book on, I want to reread it because it was really good, but it's called like the alter ego effect. Um, it's by a guy, Todd Harmon, or I think that's Todd, Todd Herman. Um, Sorry, Todd. But it's about like how a lot of like elite performers will have like an alter ego that they use in in competition or like he used Martin Luther King when he was doing his speeches. That's when he would like put his glasses on. He would become Dr. Martin Luther King and not just the normal pastor Martin Luther King or Reverend King. So it was uh, it's really interesting because I have a feeling that there's a lot of games athletes that have like a, a specific mode that they like click into or that they whether it's like when they put on a specific pair of booty shorts or whether they, you know, when they put on or when, when they take their shirt off um, right before the workout, like, I don't know if there's any sort of like alter ego effect that happens, but watching Tia Tumi compete on the floor, watching, I think Frazier might just be savage through and through, but like watching specifically like Tia Tumi compete on the floor. Um, and a couple of the guys, it's like, you see them on the floor and they're like animals, like monsters, if you cross their path, they might bite your head off. And then you take them off the floor and they're just like, as nice as can be. I, I don't know. I, I have no facts there, whether or not it's, it's something that exists, but I know if I ever went and competed again, I'd really try to harness that whole like alter ego thing and, well, and disconnect myself from the actual person working out. 
my alter ego is shitty as fuck. I like thought out there. I don't. I I don't know what a superhero name is, but that's probably a superhero name. Shitty as your fuck. alter ego um, could be the poop emoji. Yeah, maybe. Um, I can confirm what you're saying though. Uh, Scott uh, Pancheck, his friend, and yeah. I've known him for years, and that's you perfectly described him. Nicest guy you'd ever meet. Literally off the floor, just sit next to him chatting. You know, with anyone, not just people he knows. Like literally the kindest, sweetest you know, do anything for you kind of guy you would ever meet. You put him on a competition floor, you better get out of his way. He will take your head off to win. You know, it's just the way they're, I think, and I think most of these games athletes are wired that way. You know, they're just, they're wired differently than the rest of us, or they're certainly wired differently than me. A a really interesting one that I've actually met him at the games. And, you know, you and I both were at the games this past year and met a lot of people, specifically that fit eight after party was lit. Um, (laughs) But we went, um, it was like the day after the competition, um, Sean Sweeney, like I met him in person and he's like one of the few where, you know, he wears his cowboy hat during competition. He like, I don't know if his alter ego is just like a more funny version of his normal self, but he's like a guy where it's like on the floor and off the floor. He, like I've never seen someone so like casual and, and joking and having fun on the floor, which is kind of how I used to compete. Like I was never, I was like lining up like at regionals, whenever I was like lining up in like the athlete center, everyone's all freaking serious. And I'm like, do you guys, have you guys, have you guys ever done double unders before? Like, I swear I haven't done any yet. Do you guys know how to, like, how do I, and I would like be asking my competitors for like advice and stuff like that. Maybe that was like a head trick that I would play, but I would always be joking. And, uh, and Sean Sweeney is one of the few guys where I'm just like, that dude looks like he's having so much fun out there. Um, and I want to work out with him one day. I feel like that'd be fun. I, during the open, uh, he, he was competing, uh, with Ben Smith and Jason Carroll, mm-hmm. both great guys. And he comes out and he's handing out photos of himself. Yeah. Yeah. You see that autographed yeah. pictures of himself. Yeah. It was absolutely the best. I'm like, what, Love the, it. what the hell, man? He's like, got seriously? a brand. I know I'd like, I'd do that, but I don't know. People would literally rip them up in front of me. I wouldn't know what to do. <laughs> they have no clue. Yeah. I don't, Just I don't, him, get, hand out a pair of scissors and be like, here, cut this in half. Right in front of me. I know. I don't mean to brag, but like some 12-year-old asked for a photo with me this weekend because of the meme page. It's like, I've made it. Fucking made it, this teenager. That's a 12-year-old, man. That's the next, that's like the next generation. You should yeah. be proud of yourself. When you get the when you get the young kids to start following you, then you know you've made it. Cause then you know yeah, it's and funny. just think about all the positive imagery that you that you put out there and, and how you're positively influencing them to just bitch and moan about workouts, avoid the assault bike. I mean, it's just you're creating the next the youth. No, I was honestly sitting there thinking, Jesus, I've probably taught this 12-year-old every curse word that's possible. <laughs> like, I'm personally responsible for corrupting the the, new, the next generation of youth of America. I felt, I felt a little guilty. Yeah, like, at least oh, the fit, at least the semi-fit youth of America. So, yeah. Yeah, that was worth something. That's good. So, so what's, so on a more serious <laughs> note, since we've literally covered nothing of note uh, so far. So what's, what's next for WAD prep? What are you guys working on right now? We have, oh man, it's been, it's been our biggest year yet. Um, so we're, we're super thankful for that. Uh, and I actually have an all hands meeting tomorrow with the team to kind of go over our 2020 goals. Um, but really the next few months with WOD prep, we have a big nutrition course that we release every January. Um, again, that's called no nonsense nutrition. And basically it's uh, my buddy, Andy Morgan and I put together a nutrition course where we talk about like just the fundamentals of nutrition, what actually matters 
what does science show that actually matters? And what does science show that doesn't matter? We go over things like supplements that actually matter. And uh, spoiler alert, there's only a couple that actually do anything. Everybody else that's selling you stuff probably is making lots of money off of you. Um, can I guess what the two are? Um, sure. Or, or do we have to wait? No, I mean, you can, you can guess them. I'm going to say creatine. Creatine matters. Checked. Does it? Yes. Yeah, that's, that's, that's one that's clinically proven up down sideways. Oh, I'm going to struggle on, on anything beyond that. Um, for a supplement. There's one more very similar to creatine that, that may help CrossFitters because we have slightly longer, more endurance focused workouts. Well, I've, you know, I normally lead, lead toward protein, but I'm going to pull back on that and say, that's not it. So I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to, so, I'm going to defer to you. What is it? So in the course we talk about protein, uh, we don't even classify that as a supplement. We say that's, a, that's a liquid food source and it's how you should kind of look at it. That's fair. Um, uh, the, the, there are a couple more, but the other like per, quote unquote performance one that actually has some, some scientific data behind it is beta alanine. I take that. Yes. Hot damn. Those are the two I take. Yeah. And smarter you than I don't look. need to, you don't, yeah. You, I mean, you're extremely smart. I mean, you got glasses, man. I mean, you look smart. You look they're, good. They're readers. They don't count. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So beta alanine and creatine, um, literally taken in their pure form. Like don't let anyone sell you that some fancy version of creatine or some fancy version of beta alanine, literally just the 100% generic brand that's been tested free of banned substances. That's all you need. Um, and then caffeine shocker, that's a, that's a nice one. And there's a few more that are more like health oriented. And if you want to learn more about them, take the course. But uh, that's, that's the, the next big thing that we have coming up. Um, Cause really, I just like demystifying, like if, if wad prep exists just to, to demystify some of the bullshit that's out there, um, that's a wad prep mission. Well done. You know, like I like giving people real tangible results that are kind of backed and proven by science and like, actual real life case studies, not just this, you know, all these people who are trying to promote these brands that just like slide them a couple of dollars. I've had so many supplement companies come to me. Oh, like, can you, you know, we love it if you partnered with us to promote this product. And I'm like, why is your product better than this generic brand that I can buy off of Amazon for 40 bucks less? Well, it's because of our proprietary. Nope. You know, like, no, it's wrong. I feel so much better now. You know what I do? I swear to God, I buy, um, I just, I just buy like a, I don't know, it's not, it's just a powdered drink, you know, like a lemonade flavor or there's like nothing to it really mm-hmm. extend like one of those, you know, mm-hmm. but, and I literally add creatine and beta alanine to it. That's it. Yeah. Two I add. Mostly cause I like, I like the little feeling like a little ants crawling on my skin. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I love that. It gets, hey, if you really want that, you can take niacin. Niacin's the, that's <laughs> the one that a lot of them put in the pre-workouts that makes your skin crawl. Um, I have, you know, it increases a little bit of blood flow, but it's, I don't know if there's any performance benefits, but it makes you tingle, which is, you know, I can cool. absolutely tell the difference in my performance when I'm taking creatine about beta alanine and when I'm not taking it. Yeah. I can tell, I can honestly, I feel the difference between them. Yeah. Um, I feel like, um, creatine just gives me that, um, besides you get that sick pump, bro. Um, AKA I, I, more water in your muscles. But yeah, yeah pretty much. It does make <laughs> you look bigger. Um, it gives you a little water. It gives me a little water retention, which I don't love, but I do feel stronger when I'm on it. I feel like sure. it lasts a little bit longer. And the beta alanine, I, I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like when I'm on it, my cardio capacity is just slightly better. Like I mean, that's I, literally the definition of it is you know it's like a a couple percent increase uh, during workouts 
that lasts for more than five minutes or something like that. You know, it's, uh, I always use examine.com. Uh, it's a really good, um, non-sponsored website where you can actually look at like, what does clinical research say about various supplements? It's an amazing website. Um, my buddy soul actually owns it. Um, and I make $0 off of promoting this at all, but examine is like one of the only places that you can go to actually get like, what does science say without any ulterior motive? Like, no, like they have no ulterior motive. They have no one paying them to, you know, bump up the validity of a certain supplement or anything like that. So that's, that's a really good one. And you, I literally, anytime I'm looking for a supplement or to, to see what they say about a supplement or a specific, uh, you know, um, herb or anything, you just like type in whatever it is, examine, like go creatine examine. And there's a whole article that they have about exactly what creatine does, the effects that you could potentially get the negative side effects that you could potentially get. Uh, they've debunked the whole, like, uh, creatine makes you lose hair. That's like a common thing. A lot of people think happens. Um, what are you, what are you trying to say, man? Come on. Like, we know I'm bald. Come on. Hey. It looks good. <laughs> and you see, I'm not, look at me. I'm cutting it pretty close. You'll be there eventually. Yeah. Hopefully. I just got to keep taking creatine apparently. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that, that's our next big one is, is nutrition. Uh, and then we are releasing in February. We, we hope we're going to release a cardio engine program, which I am super excited about. It's one of our most, uh, it's one that I need to take personally, but it's one of our most requested programs. Uh, hey, I keep burning out in the middle of like, longer workouts, especially if there's rowing or running or, you know, biking or anything like that. And basically we're going to teach people how they can develop their cardio engine, um, in just a couple days a week of a little bit of extra accessory work. So me, I'll tell you how I don't burn out. So I make the first round, my warm up. that way I don't burn out. So it's three on wide instead of doing the warm up, I just make the first round, my warm up. then I don't burn out. And then the third round I'm done. It's great. It's effective. And, so if- the, and the, is the last, is the third round a cool down? Yeah, it's a pro okay. move. This is a pro move. Everybody, I hope everyone's writing this down. This is just peak in the middle. This and is if gold. It's, and if it's a five rounder, then it's like warm up, secondary warm up, peak workout, and then cool down number one, cool down number two. Uh, no, 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 no. We cherry pick five round workouts. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I'm not about that noise. No, thank you. Okay. No, yeah. thank five you. Five is a high number. I don't so, think I've been able to count that high. Yeah, it's a, that's a bit much. So, so uh, building an engine in February. So that's good. Moving yep. right into the spring. Yep. Yep. And then uh, I, we also, I have uh, plans to release a, an Olympic weightlifting course. We wanted to do that for January this year. It's just not going to happen because I want to make sure that I do it right. But I'm planning to make the, uh, what I hope to be the, the world's greatest online uh, Olympic weightlifting course for CrossFitters. So that one's going to be fun. I feel like a huge underachiever next to you. Sort of got, hey, these are uh, all things that are going to happen in the future. We haven't done them yet. So uh, I'm like, what stakes for what prep? You're like, well, me and my team are getting together. You know who my team is? My team's a fucking cat. He's in the other room asleep right now. Yeah. Bean, Bean is my team. That's my entire team. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's very valuable. He, you want to hear a crazy story? This is fucked up. I'm cussing a lot tonight. I apologize for that, but this is screwed bourbon. Up. It is bourbon. So this is screwed up though. Someone has created an Instagram account for my cat. I don't know who they are. They've just created a, like a fan account. Bean has his own fan account. It's called Bean Make Wads Great Again. Hmm. Is, is that, that not, flat, is that flattering or is that scary? I'm leaning toward creepy. 
Creepy. I, okay. I honestly don't know. Like I, I yeah, it's cre- here's why it's creepy because all of the photos because I don't ever post being on my page. It has to be your story, right? Yeah, pulling them from my story and and you know screenshotting it and save it. So you know there's photos of beans on on being on somebody's phone somewhere. It just feels creepy to mm. me. I don't know. I, I feel like I have to go create an official, you know, a quote unquote official. Yeah, account for underscore my cat official with a blue check mark. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's weird. like it's like a weird. It was a weird moment this weekend. I'm like I don't. I mean, I feel like I'm a little flattered. Like, if it has the page reached a level where people feel the need to get so close to me, they have to make fan accounts. But at the same time, it's my cat, so it's a little mm. violating. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Next year's next year's uh, CrossFit Games. You're you, you know, like you now your your face is the face of Make Wads Great Again. I I'm predicting next year you're gonna just like replace it with someone else's face. So that they everyone just mobs them during the, the CrossFit games and then you can actually walk around freely. That's what I'm predicting. Well, you know, there was a there was a running joke for a while. Um, when the page was new, people speculated that I was someone else, that because most of my it was, you know, the page was kind of blowing up during the uh the time that Glassman was firing everybody at HQ. So everyone at HQ thought it was someone internal. Oh, all my jokes were hitting real close to home, you know? And so they're like, well, this has to be somebody that works here. And they just couldn't wrap their minds around the fact that maybe I'm just really observant. Yeah. And, and, you know, I read a lot of stuff. Um, So they all thought it was internal. And because Craig Ritchie on, uh, on his YouTube channel, uh, team Ritchie kept kind of pushing me out on his page because he was Mm -hmm. just a fan and liked it. Mm -hmm. um, People thought it was him. And so he would get messages. I would get messages like, oh, I know you're really Craig Ritchie. Ha, ha, ha. You know, and so he, <laughs> he and I had a big joke. So I should drop his face on there one time. Yeah, just put his face. He'll get mobbed even more. I remember seeing the line that he had for, I don't know, it was Ron Watt or whatever. Yeah, it was Ron Watt. Like, it was ridiculous how long that line was. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was I was your, just sneaking around with my backpack. And just <laughs> You don't get the same level of mob. You've got a big following on Instagram. You don't get the he, same level. Yeah, but what's really cool, though, is a lot of people don't, I mean, unless, I guess if you release these videos, and I'm kind of shooting myself in the foot, but the uh, most of the people aren't, they don't, they associate wad prep, like, I love your guys' videos. And this is back when it was just me, like, oh my gosh, like, all three of you guys are amazing. And I'm like, <laughs> I think it's just like, Ben, Ben, when he's actually shaved, Ben, when he's being lazy and hasn't shaved, and then Ben, when he's just like, not doing much for himself, you know, <laughs> like right. just like a clean cut Ben, semi cut Ben, and just like shaggy homeless looking Ben. And they thought we were three people when at the time we were nothing. So I, we fly under the radar a little bit and people notice the brand wad prep, but not necessarily like, Oh, that's the guy. So, and I'm okay with that. And as you know, I don't know if you've noticed some of our most recent, um, some of our better, I would say uh, videos, especially on Instagram specifically, our, um, our creative director, Shona, um, and she's, you know, beautiful and really good at moving and looking better than me when she moves. So uh, hopefully she'll be the one that people, you know, get all fangirl over. Well, see, I had that moment this weekend. Someone saw me and uh, they told Scott afterwards, they're like, we didn't think that's what he would look like. And Scott's <laughs> like, what do you think he'd look like? They're like, I don't know. We thought he'd be some early twenties guy living in his mama's basement. And I, I looked at Scott. I'm like, Scott, the photo on the page is my actual face. It's not going to have a logo. Like it's my face. Yeah. <laughs> like how did they not know what I look like? You know, but you know, I, to your point, I think, you know, the, the, the general public doesn't pay attention. I think they get Craig, not because of Craig, but because of jazz. 
that's my theory. Like, you know, he's got this, you know, cute girlfriend, uh, you know, partner, whatever that are together. And so they're, they're recognizable together. And that line at the games for them was ridiculous. Yeah. And what's funny though, is like, so lines become lines. The only time that I noticed, like, I was like, wow, that's such a crazy line. And a lot of it is like, when someone sees a line, they're going to like, what is this? Oh my, I should stand in this line too. Cause one of the only times during this past year's games, and I will be doing this again for next year is like, I carry around a backpack and it's just filled with goodies. So if anyone says like the secret password, uh, which last year was secret password, if they came up to me and said secret password, I'd be like, haha, you, you're on my email list. You know what the secret password is. And I would give them a free t-shirt and like stickers and stuff like that. Well, it like, you know, I'm flying under the radar, whatever. I still wear my black log prep shirt because I can't be completely hidden. And uh, someone came up and was just like, oh my gosh, I love your video, secret password. And I'm pulling out a shirt and I hand it to her and, you know, give them a couple stickers. And then I look up and there's seven people behind this lady. And every single one of them was like, I love wad prep. And I'm like, this has not happened the entire weekend until we made one small line of like two people. And then boom, all of a sudden the line formed. So if you, if you want to get mobbed next year, which I'm sure you do, we're I'll, I'll be the first person to stand in line. We'll hire a couple people off the street give them tickets, get them to form a line behind me. And then boom, automatic line for you. Yeah. Create our own line. I think that's a yeah. good plan. It's a great well, idea for whatever it's worth. Uh, if we're kind of hitting our time here, so we'll kind of, we'll get close to wrapping up here, but for whatever it's worth, like when, when I started the podcast or even like a couple months ago, as the podcast started to take steam, your page is the one people continually messaged me and said, Hey, you got to get wide prep on. So whether they notice you or not, I don't know. They probably were saying, Hey, you got to get those three guys on wad prep. On. Yeah. That's probably what they were thinking. Interview uh, all three of them. <laughs> yeah. All three. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's a good idea. Maybe we'll do uh at the next games, we'll do a, a joint appearance. We'll bring all three of your guys. I'll Let's bring Bean. So there'll be five of us total. It'd be Let's great. Do it. Shona, Shona will be there. She's going to be flying in from Scotland and then, yeah, it'll be great. She won't, no one will understand what she's saying. Cause it took me about three months, but now I can, I can, I understand Scottish now. So. Oh, we'll, we'll need a more creative secret password. And that's, that's my skill is coming up. Oh, with. we'll come up with a good one. Maybe we can do a joint secret password where I email it. You maybe post it in your stories or something like that. And if, I don't know, we'll do, we'll do something. It'll be great. All right. That sounds good. Well, Ben, this has been fun uh, for the, uh, the people listening. This is going to be a regular occurrence. So Ben's going to be on the show. Um, uh, I'm hoping monthly at the, at the least, I hope totally. as, as often as we can. So, you know, we'll, so uh, as you guys have content ideas, feel free to uh, spam Ben with it. Don't bother me with that shit. And, um, and, uh, but we'll yeah, he gets it. way more messages than I do. So message me on Instagram and we'll. Yeah. My shit, the shit I gets weird. I just get right. video. Like dude, you would, especially considering you're in, you know, the kind of the line of business you're in helping people get healthy. If you'd seen the DMS I got today, like I posted one this morning and somebody failing. And then for the rest of the day, all I got was fail videos. People falling nice. off box jumps, falling off walls, falling off bars. It's like, by the end of the day, I'm like kind of nauseous. I'm like, I can't keep seeing all these people get hurt. Yeah. Is this, are we, are we doing something wrong here? Is CrossFit yeah. fun or safe? Well, like, you know, the first one was funny. So I'm like, all right, it's a funny video. I can post this. And I was right. It got a lot of hits and people loved it. But then, you know, people are like, all right, well, they want their Insta fame. So they all yep. start sending me this the shit they got hurt in. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going to make stupid people famous. Like, yeah, 
it just it looks painful and it's just not funny you know and then so, even even worse people start doing stupid stuff just so they can be instagram famous oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i get that too so yeah so the point to that is uh dm ben don't dm, DM me because yeah I, we can talk I, about skills we can talk about you know anything <laughs> anything you want obviously today we had zero plans which is why we totally crushed it yeah i think so but uh but yeah i'd like to do this on a regular basis it's a lot of fun and and uh, I certainly know the people that uh, follow my page look to you for advice. So I think that's good stuff. And so, vice versa. Uh, people who follow WodPrep look to you for injury memes. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I knew you weren't going to say advice. There's no <laughs> chance they look to me for, they look for well, drinking for advice. Sure. Bad, bad life choices. That's sure. Yeah. Sure. Bad decisions. That's what they yeah. come to me for. All right. Well, this has been fun uh, for everyone listening. Appreciate you uh, tuning in tonight and uh, we will talk to you soon.